Here at Kajabi, we are known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And we've created the Kajabi Edge podcast to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the online business edge you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you the online business edge you need to succeed on Kajabi. I'm your host Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience and today we're joined by Ross Grant, actor and founder of actonthis.tv and bulletproofactor.com. How's it going today Ross? Absolutely amazing intro. You got all of that right, Jared. Um, it's brilliant. Honestly, thank you so much for having me. I've obviously been using Kajabi for uh, four, I don't know, four or five years now and um, huge fan of everything you guys do and um, a real privilege to be here talking about everything that, you know, that I do on it. Well, likewise, it's a privilege for us to have you on after these four to five years. I'm sorry that it took so long to get you on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I should have been on three years ago. No, I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> it's, no, honestly, I just, I just, uh, yeah, I've been a big part of the community. You know, I, I love seeing other people's journeys either on this podcast or in the Kajabi Facebook group. And um, and I'm, I'm just a big advocate. It probably will be. I know this isn't a Kajabi pitch fest, but it will just be me probably talking for an hour about how everybody just needs to embrace it, you know, get on the platform and, you know, start sort of, you know, creating their own little empire, I think. Yes. Well, I'm going to do my best to keep us on track and keep us focused on that, that uh, aspirational entrepreneur. As much as I love us talking about Kajabi, we will get there naturally. Let's just get things rolling with you telling us, giving, giving us your 15 second elevator pitch on who you are and what you do. Right. Well, uh, yeah, my name is Ross. I am an actor and about, oh, it must be sort of 10 years ago now, I started creating a side hustle um, around the acting industry. I used to work in casting um, it sort of as a way to learn more about the industry um, over the years. And I, I thought back in the day, as I say, about 10 years ago, if I could start putting this information online that I was learning, working in casting as an actor, a side of the industry not many actors get to see, I just thought I could help actors speed up like their progress in the industry so much, you know, just help them really understand the business side of the business. Um, so I started doing that, yeah, 10 years ago. Today, I run two, uh, well, two of the largest um, sort of acting companies here in the UK um, when it comes to actor training, actonthis.tv and bulletproofactor.com. Actonthis.tv is all about helping actors get work in the TV industry and Bulletproof Actor is really around the mindset that's required to keep going because it's probably one of the toughest industries you could go into. So together, it's a real nice sort of synergy, you know, keeping actors' mindsets in the game and then equipping them with the business of the business knowledge, you know, to go forth and um, really create the, you know, the career of their dreams. Um, and it's an absolute pleasure to do. I love it. What a what a great parallel to just entrepreneurship and business as a whole, isn't that? Is it? Yeah. No. Absolutely. So 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 much of you know what I've learned in entrepreneurship really does translate over just into running your own business as an actor. So many actors 
And it's probably the same for any kind of creative, maybe musicians, any sort of artist. They all believe that, you know, they're, they're just the creatives. They're not the business people. I, I see a lot of actors with limiting beliefs around, oh, but I don't understand business. And I'm like, you, you need to understand the fact that if you've chosen to be an actor, you are a business owner. You are your own business. So you're already an entrepreneur in a way. Um, so there's a lot of, yeah, an awful lot of overlap. Um, I think, it, you know, the, the two things really go hand in hand. And I'm constantly trying to convince actors to get out of these day jobs, you know, they're, where they're working in a bar, they're working in a restaurant, they're getting paid minimum wage, they're hating their life. Um, and set up a side hustle to win back time and to win, you know, back the ability to earn money on their own terms. So, um, yeah, everything, I don't know, everything that I do really just seems to, um, gel, you know, mesh into, into one another. Um, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice mix. Entrepreneurship and, uh, acting goes well. But could you maybe just paint a picture of the scenery surrounding you when you, when you got started, when you decided to kind of kick off this course, uh, what was your career, what stage was your career in? Were you a struggling, a starving actor or where, where were you at at that time? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, it was really interesting. So as I say, I'd, um, I'd left drama school in 2005, Jared. And, uh, I think every drama school graduate leaves thinking they're going to be discovered. They leave thinking this is it. I've trained, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be found now. Someone's just going to come and give me a big TV job. Um, and it just doesn't happen because I still think to this day, drama schools in the UK, I can't talk about schools in the States, but in the UK, they really don't cover the business side of the business. They teach you how to act and you know all of that lovely stuff, but they don't um, really teach you anything about getting work when you leave. So for me to learn that side of the business, I started working in casting. I worked for a, a, a really successful casting director here in the UK for two years. And I learned so much. It was at that point where I thought, wow, like if I implement everything I've learned in my own career and I was doing that, um, you know, this would have saved me years really at drama school if I'd have started doing this, you know, many years ago. Um, and I started, I landed a, landed a great agent. I started, um, you know, getting more and more acting work myself. And I thought if I can put this online somehow, I can save actors years of just getting it wrong and just, you know, and thousands of thousands of pounds, you know, spending money on things that just don't work. So, uh, yeah, that was about 2009, 2010. And initially I created a platform on WordPress. Um, I'm sure loads of people will have heard of WordPress. Lots of people start making their first websites and stuff on WordPress. Um, and I cobbled a site together, a very basic kind of membership site. And by the time I'd sort of finished putting all of the plugins, so you have plugins for WordPress, which are like little pieces of software that plug into the main things. <laughs> and I ended up honestly with about 46 pieces of software running this website. Every one of them was developed by a different developer. Every one of them like, you know, would have its own little bugs that sometimes could break the entire software stack. So if you had just one line of code in one of those plugins, that didn't play nicely with another plugin, the whole thing could fall down. So um, I would spend hours a week just in the back end, just trying to make things work and email and develop, emailing developers and saying, oh, I've just up updated this plugin and it's broken this other plugin. And oh, it was a bit of a, um, a bit of a mess, but the site itself was, you know, was growing. Actors were coming, you know, coming and joining. And I was doing like, I was started off doing podcasts um, Zoom wasn't a thing, didn't really exist. So um, I, was, I was recording podcasts like on the phone uh, with directors and things. It was very, very sort of just duct taped together. Um, and that was me for about, I don't know, sort of five or six years um, growing this community. But everything that I was um, learning from the guests, because I was podcasting and, and um, you know, interviewing famous actors and directors and writers and producers, 
everything that I was learning from the guests, I was implementing in my my own career. Um, So things were moving, you know, both in business and, you know, as a parallel in my acting career as well. So it was brilliant. I was almost getting paid to help other actors get work, but then I was getting all the knowledge myself that I could put into my own career and then help myself get work. So um, it was, again, just, you know, working was working really brilliantly. Um, And it wasn't until I think, yeah, the end of 2017, um, where I'd had enough of WordPress and just things breaking consistently over and over and over. And I was looking for another platform to maybe migrate to. And that was when I first heard of uh, Kajabi. I saw Kenny and Travis uh, with a video looking for founders for the for the Sunday called the new Kajabi, and um and yeah, I had a big dilemma thinking, oh my goodness, like is this it? Is this <laughs> what I should you know should should I go for this or what? And um and eventually I did. And honestly, like you know, as I said, it's not going to be a an hour long pitch fest for Kajabi, but it was honestly the best thing that I could do for my business because all of those hours that I'd been using up, you know, sort of maintaining the back end of WordPress suddenly I'd won back. I didn't need any other software. I just moved everything onto Kajabi. And um, yeah, it was honestly the best the best thing I ever did for my business. Things just became so much simpler overnight. <laughs> well, you couldn't have gave us a better pitch, even though I didn't ask you for it. Um, <laughs> I know. I can't help it, honestly. <laughs> um, I'd love to just, uh, just swing back to uh, your mindset at the time, it sounds like you had a pretty good setup in that you had like maybe some income coming in, some some form of sustainable business coming in from your acting while creating this this business. It it was it was exactly that. Yeah, I so I was I was earning. I got into voiceover actually, um, and it was the voiceover work that allowed me to um, put money into you know into this business. I wasn't earning loads, but it was enough really just for. Um, any sort of, you know, premium bits of software that I had that might have had like, you know, a $50 a month, you know, kind of subscription to, I had a shared server, um, that was very cheap, but like, just kept like this server just kept falling over. Anytime I got more than, you know, like 50 people on my website, like (laughs) the server would reset and crash. Um, I had to buy like the uh, domain names and things like that. But starting off, honestly, I knew nothing. I, I, I couldn't even tell you when I first started off. Like I, I wouldn't have known even how to buy a domain. I had no technical background whatsoever. But I just thought, I'm just going to watch YouTube videos. There's so much free content out there. I'm just going to learn how to do this. And I was always fascinated with technology. Um, so, you know, I would just sit there sometimes, honestly, like I'd come home from my day job. I was working in retail. Um, to support myself as well. I was working in a computer game shop. I was doing some voiceover on the side. And then I'd come home at maybe six, seven o'clock at night and I would work till two, three o'clock in the morning because I was just obsessed. I just, I just loved that, you know, you could create something and the idea of coming up with something that somebody else would see enough value in to, you know, type their credit card number in or, or put their PayPal details in. And like, I would start off and I would charge nothing as well, Jared. My mindset around money and, you know, the price of a membership um, I was hardly charging anything. I think I was charging like £2.95 a month because I was, you know, at a place where I didn't believe anybody would pay me for any knowledge or anything like that. And I had all these limiting beliefs around who am I? You know, I'm not a successful actor yet. You know, who am I to be able to charge people for, uh, you know, for this kind of content? But um, I was never professing to be. For me, it was always, I'm an enthusiast. I'm like on the same journey as my customers, effectively. And I was just saying, do you want to, you know, come and discover this stuff with me? I'm going to bring on the best guests I can find. Um, and we're all going to learn together. Um, but in the early days, yeah, it was all very uh, sort of, you know, duct taped together. I was earning very little profit from the company. And every year I went to my accountant, he would honestly, my accountant, John, 
back in the day. He's retired now, but every year I would go with a loss, probably for the first six years, to be honest, from 2010 till about 2016. Um, and every year he'd be like, Ross, when are you closing this down? <laughs> and I was like, I just believe in it, John. I just believe in it. Like, you know, and thankfully, as long as I'm getting enough voiceover money, I can, I can prop it up. But yeah, the company owed me some significant revenue before it actually started, you know, becoming profitable. It wasn't really till sort of year six where I started making profit just because I didn't have a clue really how business ran. And like I say, I was, I was, um, you know, really sort of cobbling this site together out of 40 pieces of software, spending so much time keeping it all together just so it worked that I wasn't really able to market it. I didn't really have any time or really understand Facebook ads or anything at all like that. So, um, it's, it was, it was a steep learning curve, but we got there in the end. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, I guess both first, how you started building your audience and then how you got your first customer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, I, it was Facebook groups. You know what? It was, it was pretty much Facebook groups. I, I started a Facebook group um, and I just started inviting acts of friends to the Facebook group. And I was like, listen, I'm setting up this site. I'm interviewing a few directors and a few casting directors. It's, you know, I'm making it super cheap. Um, you know, if you want to get involved and get access to, you know, these podcasts, um, you know, come and join. And it was really just through creating a Facebook group and, and real community though, Jared. So it wasn't like, I wasn't creating a Facebook group to pitch to. It wasn't, and and I hate it. Anyone who's got a Facebook group, when you, when other people come into it, sometimes I get like headshot photographers or showreel providers who make, you know, make showreels for actors and acting workshops and other acting class, you know, people coming into my Facebook group. And the first thing they will post is, is, is an advert and I'm instantly like, I don't even give them a warning. I'm just like, ban, just you're out of the group. You know, don't come into the group and just offer absolutely no value at all and just try and extract value. So for me, um, yeah, I was just, you know, spending a lot of time in this Facebook group, genuinely, um, you know, trying to give out advice or just, you know, helping people, um, whether they were a member of the community or not effectively, you know, and it was just, it was just a real, you know, sort of force for good. There was a lot of stuff and there still is today in the acting industry in the UK. There's just a lot of stuff sold to actors because, you know, they can be, it can be quite a desperate lifestyle. You know, a lot of people, Oh, come to this workshop and, and you'll meet this person who might be able to give you a job or there's just a lot of carrots dangled in front of actors. A lot of the time for me, I was sick of that because I was one of those actors who was having that carrot dangled in front of me all the time. So I was like, how can I do this better and just be more authentic and, you know, genuinely like care about, you know, the, the people who were in this group. Um, and it was through that, I think just, you know, building up rapport and trust, um, and people realizing that, you know, the group was there and wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't just, you know, set up one minute and disbanded the next. Um, so it was very, very slow and organic to begin with. I didn't have any budget at all for Facebook ads. I didn't even know what a Facebook ad was uh, back when I started, but it was just creating a group of maybe 150 actors initially. And we would just all be in that group all day, every day, um, you know, just, just helping each other out. And then from there, um, people started coming over, you know, and getting a membership to the site. Um, and then I would like throw the odd like deal up for Black Friday and stuff. And I could put that in the group. Um, you know, just to sort of get people who would commit to more of a, like an annual membership as opposed to it all being monthly. And, um, that's sort of how it grew. I think the foot, yeah, the first, um, the first customers came through that Facebook group. And today there's over 10,000 actors in that group and I'm in it again all day, every day. And then they've got the private community on the Kajabi website as well. Um, if they want to talk a little bit more privately, so it's not quite as public as Facebook. Um, but yeah, that was the first, the first customer definitely came in through that group. I've got to ask, uh, just uh, putting myself in those shoes, uh, 
Uh, one of the first things that comes to mind is like, there had to be other groups that existed in this category. There must have been other actor groups that people could have joined. Yeah. What was what was like the motivation for you to create your own your own versus joining another? All of the other groups. I mean, on, and still to this day, honestly, because there are there are bigger groups than the one that I run today. You know, there's there's some out there with thirty five thousand actors in them. But honestly, all of them. I can't think of any where it isn't just one massive pitch fest. It's just literally you go down the wall and all it is is join my acting class, join my acting workshop, buy some photo- uh, photographs off me, come to you know this event, that event. There's, there might be the odd question thrown in there. And then what you find as well in some of those groups, which I, which I really hate, but you'll get people who come into the group and they'll ask, you know, what is a really basic question? It's, it's the equivalent of people who have maybe never heard of Kajabi coming into the Kajabi group and asking something that anyone who's used Kajabi would know, and it might might seem to them a super simple question, but to the person asking it, you know, they only know what they know. And I see in some other groups, you know, actors asking questions that are, you know, relatively amateur or that, you know, the, these sort of questions that are really, really basic. And rather than people stepping up and, and saying, well, actually, I was in this person's position once and giving them a genuine answer. I'll see still to this day people like uh, using that person as a, uh, they'll just take, I don't know what you say in the States. In the UK, we say taking the mickey out of them, as in they just make fun of the question. It's like, oh my God, you don't even know that. Or they're just not that helpful. And I'm like, that's just not, that's just not nice. Like, just be kind, be better. Um, so for me, yeah, I was sick of seeing that um, and sick of being, you know, pitched to in every single group. So for me, I was like, I'm not having any advertising in here whatsoever. The only um, you know people I will allow to post anything um, that's offering a service are people that I have used myself, and I've you know I don't get any discounts or affiliate commission. It's like you know if I've paid them and they've done a great job for something in my own career, maybe they've took my photograph or they've done a showreel for me. You know if they've really offered a great service, I let those people um, you know promote something in the in the group now and again. But it's really just about value and and real conversation. Every post has to be. Uh, you know, a, a valuable conversation effectively. I just don't allow any, you know, kind of pitches and just, you know, surface level nonsense in there. It's, um, it's just about quality, you know, quality information, really. So I want people to think of that group as the place to go to ask the question you need an answer to. I love that. I love that. And that seems like the type of group that anyone would want to join if they're interested in the subject. Uh, who wants to go in there, you know, and just read the <laughs> read a newspaper full of ads? Uh, you know, they want the story. Yeah, it's honestly, it's the equivalent of that. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, I think that's still to this day is something that I pride myself on, you know, all these years later is it's just, you know, that's the free group as well. And again, you know, and, and I will I'll spend a lot of time in there and I have a community community manager who will spend a lot of time in there and we we give as much value to the people who are not members of the main website yet um, as we do to the people who are members. The members get another private community on the main website um, through Kajabi, but you know the Facebook group is public. Anybody can join it. And I'm just about giving value you know, in the same way to the non-members yet as we do to the members because hopefully they will become future members if you do that. Yes. Well, I'd love to talk a little bit about, I, I, I don't know if the this is the right place to go with this, but you mentioned that it was six-ish, seven years. We like to like kind of dig into some of the struggles and the challenges of getting started. So I don't know if it was timing for you or maybe any anything that you found to be like a major blocker in terms of getting your business up and running. Yeah. And it was, and I'll, I'll just be really honest, because I think you hear a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, interviewed and it almost seems like, you know, oh, I was, I was super profit, profitable within six months. Um, that really was not the, it was not the journey that, that I went down at all. Um, initially, I, rem- I remember 
And sometimes I need to remind myself of this, Jared, as well. I remember the excitement I would get when, you know, when I would get one person a day signing up. My, my whole thing initially was like, if I could have just one customer a day, you know, and so that at least every single day, I'm, I think it was like £10 a month by that point. I'm bringing in £10 extra per day. Like, you know, by the end of the month, that's another £300. And um, at the time of starting out this whole business, I was only earning £5.75 an hour working in this computer game shop. I was earning a bit more from my voiceover career, which was nice, which could really pay for all of the, the website stuff. But I still didn't have very much money at all. And everything that I did have, I was putting back into the site or I was throwing events or some in-person kind of events to try and bring people down and hiring venues and just really sort of spreading the word about the business. Um, but I think initially, yeah, the, the, the main struggle was really just getting the products in front of the audience because I, I truly believe that I had a, a really special product. No one else was offering the service that I was offering. No one else was bringing the people that I had on my podcast like into the, the main sphere of the acting industry and giving people access to these people because you know, the people I was interviewing were really, you know, at the top of the game that, you know, the biggest casting directors who run the TV industry over here, some of the biggest, you know, directors, we had Oscar winners on and BAFTA winners and, you know, really big people. Cause I, myself in my acting career had, you know, built quite an, a nice network of people. So I could get some people on and then, you know, they would ask their friends to come on and, you know, I got some great guests, but just getting those guests and that product in front of my audience was just so hard. Obviously, I had the Facebook group and, you know, we would get, you know, members trickling into there, but then you've got to wait and build up all the rapport with them. You know, as I say, I wasn't just going to pitch them the second they came into the group. Um, you know, I was posting on Twitter about the podcast and, th and stuff that we had, but it was just a really slow, organic process. Um, really for, you know, like those first sort of, yeah, at least the first sort of four or five years. Um, you know, it was it was something that I really wanted to turn into my full time hustle, but I still needed income from elsewhere to kind of run this. And as I say, my accountant every year was like, "Are you gonna? Why are you carrying on with this? Like, this is just losing you money every year." But I just knew if I just carried on, I just I don't, I don't know. It's really hard to tell you exactly why I stayed in the game. It would be really easy for me now to say, "Oh, I just knew it was going to work out, Jared. I knew it would." <laughs> it, that's a bit egotistical though, because at the time I'm like, I, I felt it would work out. But I can't sit here with confidence to say, oh, it all went to plan. I just knew it was going to be okay. Um, but I think I just hit a tipping point because I stayed in the game long enough, you know, and, and just really put the hours in. Honestly, it wasn't pretty. I was, I was spending a good 12 to 15 hours a day, you know, working on this business. Even when I was out doing other stuff, like, you know, in studios doing voiceover, I'd have my phone on me. I'd be answering questions. I'd be tweeting. I'd be in the Facebook group. I'd be, I was everything as well. I didn't have any other team members at all. So I was Mr. Customer Service. I was, you know, doing any sort of email marketing. Um, obviously, I was producing the podcast. I was then editing them, uploading them. I had no help. So I think that was also the struggle as well. When you have to do every job yourself, I didn't have time to really market very well. Um, and it wasn't, yeah, until sort of 2015, I think two things happened. I'd hit an organic tipping point where enough members had joined, a couple of hundred members had joined by that point. And then if I put a great feature out, they would all jump on Twitter. I'd, I'd tell everyone at the end of a podcast, if you've enjoyed this, will you, will you tweet me your biggest takeaway from this episode? So then you'd get when an episode came out on a Thursday, I don't know, maybe 40 tweets all in, in one day that would all be talking about this episode. So I could retweet all of those. And then that got, you know, spread word, you know, spread like a bit of word of mouth naturally um, on the internet, same in the Facebook group. So we hit a bit of a natural tipping point. And I also then discovered Facebook ads. 
And that really changed the game for building an email list. And I can talk about that if you want, because the same the strategy I started to use back then, I still use to this day and is still really effective. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about the e- email list, but also a brief intermission. I love the I love the idea. In fact, like leave, leave this intermission in the recording. Let's just put that ask out to the audience. Uh, I don't know if Twitter is still the thing, but what's what's your Twitter handle, Ross? Oh yeah, at Act on This TV. So yeah, Act on This TV. That's my that's the company's Twitter handle, and my personal one is at Ross A Grant. Love it. So if anyone's listening to this and you heard something that you liked, send a tweet to uh, Ross and myself. I am at Jared J A R E D asks A S K S. Uh, tweet us both and let us know if you heard something that you you found useful. Yeah. I love I love that intermission concluded. Let's go back to the email list and uh, talk about uh, how you what your strategy was for growing that. So yeah, so so um, I I mean back when I had uh, the WordPress set up, you know one thing that I I was trying to do back then was use lead pages. Boo! We won't talk about them um, to uh, to to create a lead page and a lead magnet. But it, again, it was so. Because I had to sort of, you know, like duct tape all the software together, just getting the leads from lead pages into WordPress, you know, somehow over to MailChimp. It was such a mess. I was just like, you know, just to have everything talking to, to one another and then try to tag people on my email list as, you know, whether they were a member, whether they're a non-member, if they used to be a member, but they'd cancelled. I mean, that's so easy with Kajabi now because, I mean, it's all just done for you. I don't need to tag anybody. I just need to say, send an email to everybody, you know, who has this product. Everyone who's a member, send them this. Everyone who's not a member, send them this. It's so easy. I don't have to really take, take care of that. Kajabi does it for me. So I knew there was a lot of power in an email list if I could segment it properly. And that's what I struggle with, you know, to that point. And then also setting up autoresponders and automatic emails as someone opts in for something. So when I got into Kajabi... Um, yeah, and well, just just before that, I started really sort of going going heavy on on email. Um, I just created a really simple lead magnet, and all it was is Twitter. Really, is the place for the acting industry in the UK to hang out. And a lot of actors would would say, "Okay, well, that's fine, Ross. You're saying Twitter's really good, you know, really good tool to use, you know, to to get your work seen by people in the industry." But I don't know who to follow, so I just put a list together, really simple. I just put a list of the thirty three. I don't even know why I chose thirty three. I just like the number. <laughs> I just chose thirty three casting directors that every actor should be following. And I just created a page. Um, it's now up on Kajabi. And the, the lovely thing is, is under the, the pictures of everybody on this Kajabi landing page is a Twitter button. So you can literally opt in for this lead magnet. It'll send you a, a, uh, an automatic email saying, here's the list that you, you requested. You click a link, it takes you to that page, and you can just click all the buttons underneath these people. And you'll be following them. So very quickly, you, you'll be following 33 of the biggest casting directors in TV. It's a real quick win for an actor. It requires very little effort, but really is a tangible... It's, it's a really valuable thing, that, because if you're following the right people on Twitter, you will see as an actor a lot of casting briefs you know, for like new projects that are going out, things that you might be able to, to apply for. You'll find out a lot about what's going on in the TV industry. Um, you know, Those casting directors might retweet other things from other people in the industry. It's a really you know, brilliant hub for an actor you know, to find information really quickly. So um, I just thought if I can create this list, yeah, 33 casting directors, everybody should follow. I'll create a, um, a squeeze page, you know, on Kajabi. People can put their email address in and then Kajabi will just take care of the rest. It'll just send them a link to this page and, and there you go. Um, what I did to make it even more effective was on Facebook, I, rather than send people from Facebook to a Kajabi landing page, um, I just got them to um, fill in a Facebook lead form directly on Facebook. You can do this. So you would click on the ad. 
a form comes up on Facebook. So you don't have to leave Facebook and it's already pre-filled with their Facebook email address. Now, most people's Facebook email addresses are their main email address. So you know you're getting a quality email. You're not getting a throwaway email address or something like that. Um, I use Zapier, which just, just connects Kajabi and Facebook together. It drops the, uh, the person's email address and name into Kajabi. It says, Kajabi, send them the Twitter list. It sends them the Twitter list, and then it drops them into a three-day um, follow-up sequence as well. So the next day, they get an email from me automatically. Well, Kajabi sends it out at 10 a.m. in the morning, and it'll say, hey, Jared, notice you got the Twitter list yesterday. Just checking you got it okay. Have you used it yet? Have you followed these people yet? There's no selling in it whatsoever. It's just a check-in, just to say, hey, you know, I hope you enjoyed it. Here's a link if you've not been on it yet. We wait a couple of days, and then I send them another email that would say, Hey, Jared, you know, just checking in again. Um, you know, obviously you opted in for the, the casting director email list a couple of days ago. Um, that tells me you're an actor clearly looking to get in front of these casting directors. You want to get more work. Well, as it happens, I've interviewed nearly all of the casting directors on that list. Maybe you would want to find out how they work and how you can get in front of them. And in fact, if you want, um, I'll offer you a seven day trial to the site for a pound. So you can just kick the tires on it, check some stuff out. If you like it, obviously you can stay on, have a full membership. If not, it's totally cool. You can cancel anytime. Um, and then if people, a lot of people just opt in for that, they just go, okay, I'll take the one pound trial. Um, and then if they don't, they'll get a final email a couple of days later, uh, which would just be like, hey, again, Jared, just checking in with you. Um, you know, a little bit more information about those casting directors. And it would just say, you know, the, uh, the one pound trial, you know, that I offered you, you know, is going away in a couple of days. You know, if you want to get access to it, here's your link, you know, you can still grab it. And then a lot of people, you know, will just, you know, grab a, a one pound trial, you know, from that final email. Uh, there's a little bit more scarcity in that. And that would just honestly change the game. The amount of people who then just started getting trials. And then I would get tweets from people saying, Oh my God, like, why did I not find this site years ago? And I'm like, cause I just didn't know how to get it out there years ago. Um, and I do now, but that, that sequence and, and just that one advert I still use to this day still brings in about 300 leads a month. Um, and, and they're pretty cheap. I think I spend around about just 10 pounds a day, um, on Facebook ads, but that's kind of like the main, uh, you know, sort of like the main source of growing that email list. And that email list now sits at about, I think about 22,000 or something like that. And, and still to this day, the same lead magnet. Yeah. Still, honestly, I, I created another one for the same, the similar thing, but on Instagram, so I think it was like 55 industry people you should follow on Instagram, but the Twitter one still outperforms it massively. So uh, yeah, I just still, I think there's probably a bit of, a bit of audience fatigue in the advert, but you know, while it's still bringing in 300 leads a month, I'm, I'm happy to just keep running it. Yeah. Um, but, but that, that honestly, that, that, that really changed the game. Like, you know, Facebook ads and direct Facebook, you know, ads um, with the form, the direct Facebook lead form on Facebook rather than people having to click to a lead page, just getting their email address on Facebook and then just letting Zapier drop that into Kajabi. It's hugely powerful for me. That was really, really was. Back in the day, I was, you know, that was bringing in maybe 800 leads a month for the same money that I'm spending now. For 300 leads a month, it was super powerful. So that was a really big tipping point. So that combined with just general word of mouth really changed the game. Um, and then the pandemic really changed the game again as well because actors um, had nowhere to go. They couldn't go anywhere. So they couldn't go to acting classes. So all of my stuff was online. I'd been doing Zoom since 2014 before anyone really knew what Zoom was. I was doing a little bit of Zoom. Um, so I brought Zoom back. And again, that was, a, that was a massive boost to the business as well. 
Um, so yeah, it's been really interesting. I could never have predicted that though. That obviously was nothing to do with me. <laughs> I hope not. Was, um, no. <laughs> we have a different, different podcast to record if that is the case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'd love to just, uh, I mean, going back just a little bit and I know hindsight is 2020. Um, but the fact that you kind of side hustled this for the first several years, anything that you would yeah. do different or anything, do you wish you would have, you know, taken that big leap sooner? Uh, any learnings? I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many, there really is so, so many. When, when I go back in, in, in my mind to even taking that initial leap to even set up on WordPress, I remember sort of, I remember there was a lot of courses and things online back then, like, you know, teaching you how to do that. And there was like courses teaching you how to launch. There's a, there's a great guy called Jeff Walker who does this thing called PLF, uh, product launch formula, you know, and I was so eager to kind of start a side hustle. But I honestly, I remember like, you know, hovering over the buy button for some of those courses. Cause I, like I say, I didn't know even how to buy a domain name. I had no idea how to even set anything up online. And I remember, you know, quite a few of those launches, um, I'd be hovering over the buy button, you know, until the cart closed. And then I still didn't have the guts to buy it. And I'd miss out. And I remember one particular year thinking, next year, if this comes up again, I'm just going to do it. And I don't know why I was procrastinating. I was just scared. But that following year, you know, I, I, I bought a lot of those products and that was really sort of the catalyst for, you know, at least learning and, and setting something up. So I definitely wish I'd have done it sooner. I don't know if there's anything that anyone could have told me that would have made me do it sooner. I think sometimes we just need to go through that process, um, you know, and sort of, you know, hit a level of frustration with our lives and ourselves to actually, you know, say enough is enough and then, and then, you know, go for it. But yeah, I, I would just, my advice if I was, if I was starting again is really just focus on the first step. I think what was holding me back a lot is I was, I wanted to see like all 25 steps on along the way, you know, I wanted to see the finished products and I wanted to see the first sales come in before I'd even learned how to buy the domain name. And I, and I was really scared of throwing money away. And I remember asking my brother if he could lend me some money. I think he lent, he lent me 800 pounds. Um, to just sort of buy some stuff. And I, you know what, Jared, as well? I think as a gentleman's agreement, I gave him 20% of the business. Um, so, I mean, we've not got it in writing, so I, I'd have to sort of <laughs> honour it. But he's done very, very well off an £800 investment if 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 he wanted 20% of the business. Um, he's certainly got a, a deal of a lifetime there. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I... I just would have started sooner really by just going, I only need to know what my first step is. And it's almost this analogy someone told me of being on a pitch black staircase. Sometimes we're afraid when we can't see to the top. And they said to me, listen, just stand on the first step and it'll light up just enough to see your next. And then when you step on that one, that will light up just enough to see your next as well. Um, and I sort of live by that today. If, I, if there's a hundred you know, steps along the way to get something done, I just focus on the next one because if you want to try and focus on the hundredth, one you can't see, you don't know what it is, but it just stops you in your tracks and just it just means you just procrastinate a lot more. Um, you know, you just don't get going. I think science suggests a lot of this, the, a lot of procrastination is just stress avoidance. So when you're procrastinating, you're just you know you've already got a lot of stress in your life anyway. And by thinking, oh, I've got to set up a new business, and then you you start having another 10 thoughts upon that thought of, oh, well, what might that entail? And I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Before you know it, you know, you're procrastinating and you're, you're, I don't know, you're cleaning the house or something, you know, you're not doing something for your business. And science suggests if you can just start, like literally just start, that might be for someone listening to this, 
buying the domain name after this. Just go and buy the domain name of, of whatever business it is that you want to start. Um, if you do start, 80% of people will do more, will carry on, will keep going. But it's getting people to start. And I'm constantly asking actors to set up side hustles and just start. And that's the advice I would have given to myself. I know I could have started at least a year earlier, probably two or three years earlier. But it was just, you know, I don't know, just having the courage, having that five seconds of courage to just press buy on that course that was going to teach me how to start or watch that YouTube video or, you know, just, um, you know, just learn a bit more about WordPress like, it, you know, it was back then. Kajabi has made it so much easier. I mean, again, it's not a pitch, but if I'd have had it starting off, Jared, it would have been so different. Honestly, it would have been really, really different because everything would have been in one place. I wouldn't have had to balance 43 pieces of software together every day to try and make the site work. Um, and I would have saved a ton of money that I could have used in marketing. Um, and I would have won so much time back that I could have used in marketing. So that would have definitely sped things up. Um, but there's no, there's, there's really sort of no magic wand. Unfortunately, I think that you can wave that's just gonna, you know, uh, take the place of just courage and hard work. I wish there was, I wish there was something I could tell people like, you know, just do this and it'll, it'll all be okay. But it really is, um, worth the hustle. If you just keep, you know, you just keep going. If you if you've got an idea for a business, it's never been easier to uh, to start. And once you've started, it's just so much easier to keep going. Then, but it's just getting people to start. I mean, what do other people say on this podcast? Like with their their major struggles <laughs> starting out, what kind of things? Yeah, yeah. No, it, starting is definitely been a theme. I think one of my favorites was actually I don't know what episode number it was, but it was Rob Abasolo. Hope I'm saying his last name correctly talked about just pulling out a pen and the paper and outlining your course because that costs yeah. you literally nothing like i mean i assume that most people if you have the means to listen to a podcast you at least have a pen and a paper so you know exactly that was i, I think just um, taking any action like you know not even don't even have to pull out the credit card to do that no not at all no honestly i think we, we there's something in, in bulletproof actor the program that i run for actors that that talks about this when it comes to you know doing things within their acting career and we, we take people through something called the bps model and that's where you just brain dump everything so you know sometimes you can get really overwhelmed where it's like okay your brain dump is almost like your to-do list but to-do lists themselves can be overwhelming so they're not all that useful. So we do this huge brain dump for actors. It's like, right, what are the things that you need to get done within your career you know, that, you, that you're putting off? And they might drop 30 things onto a piece of paper, but even just getting it out on the paper means it's less overwhelming. But then from there, we go, right, okay, let's prioritize. You know, what are the two to three big things there that if you did, would make everything else on that list easier or even unnecessary because some things will just mean you don't have to do those other things. And then there's the S part of the BPS model is scheduling it. Um, and I've got a schedule just here next to me. Uh, you know, I knew I was doing this at 5.30 PM today. Um, you know, when you schedule stuff in, it gets done. Sometimes when you've just got all those things running around your mind, clashing into each other, that's why you don't start. That's why you don't get things done because um, you do feel overwhelmed. So your brain dumps stuff out, prioritize those couple of things, and then just scheduling them in and, um, and just get, yeah, just get, get started. Um, because it is, it's, I, I can't tell you how life-changing it is. It really is, you know, in terms of what a business can do for you when you're earning money on your own terms, you're impacting, you know, people on a daily basis. And just so many opportunities come your way without even asking for them as well. That's something I've experienced as an actor myself, you know, in my own career. Sometimes, you know, not even pursuing my own acting career, just because I've been running this business and impacting other actors' lives or 
I've met directors and casting directors and writers and producers. So many opportunities have come up for me um, that I never would have got, I don't think, you know, just going down a a normal acting route. You know, it's like there's just, there's something like every week that crops up that will just surprise you as a byproduct of, you know, of, of having a, you know, an online business and putting yourself out into the world, like incredible things can happen. So I'm just a huge advocate. I just want everybody to start definitely with something. (laughs) Well, let's, let's talk a little bit more about that. What, what exactly has changed for you as a result of taking this leap? Um, I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, maybe you'd be a successful actor anyhow, but like what, what, what is, what I guess exclusive to the business aspect of this has changed for you? I think the first, like the first thing that's not, you know, obviously there's, there's the the monetary side of thing and we we can talk about that in terms of, you know, just, just multiple income streams and things that just free you up and free your time up. So you can actually invest way more in your acting career and, you know, and I can fund um, projects and short films and things that, you know, that either for other people, you know, or myself, um, you know, that's huge. We can talk about that. But the first thing really is, and this just, it might sound a little bit idealistic. It's waking up with a purpose, Jared, every day. It's almost sort of like every single day when you are in charge of a community, it's accountability, really. You know, I've got a thousand actors every month paying me to bring them, in my opinion, what I think is the best, you know, the best content in the industry, you know, to help them further their careers. Um, there's a lot of accountability there. I can't lie in bed in the morning thinking, oh, I don't feel like it today. Like I've got a thousand people all banking on me, creating great stuff, you know. So just it gives you a purpose, a drive every day to get up and deliver. Um, doesn't mean every day you wake up, you know, wanting to kiss the world and that everything's amazing. Sometimes <laughs> it's stressful as hell. I've just been through a, a launch for Bulletproof Factor, brand new, uh, a brand new program that we just brought out two weeks ago. Um, that we'd been putting together for the past four months on top of all of the stuff that I do with the, the weekly podcast and it acts on this, which in itself can be stressful enough. Um, so sometimes you really are, you know, sort of burning both ends of the candle and you're, you know, getting five hours sleep a night. But the payoff once you've done it is absolutely amazing. Um, so it's certainly not, you know, it's not a walk in the park every day, but I, I do have that drive and that purpose every day to get up and, um, you know, actually make an impact. So that's, that's uh, amazing. I come into contact with people every single week and have conversations with people that I don't think I'd ever been able, I would have been able to get to personally without a platform. So, you know, really famous, I say Oscar winners, BAFTA winners, big, big actors, big, big casting directors, big writers, directors, producers, um, you know, having a platform, you know, me as an actor ringing them up and saying, hi, um, yeah, notice you just won that Oscar. Do you fancy a cup of coffee and a chat? <laughs> They'd go, no, I'm not a time, Ross. Sorry, mate. Ringing them up and say, "Hey, listen, I run this really big platform for actors in the UK, and um, you know, there's a thousand actors who are, who would love to hear from you. You know, just we'd love to discuss your story and sort of give them inspiration and hopefully, you know, help them have the success that you've had. It's so much more compelling. So I get to sit down. It's such a privilege, you know. I get to sit down with incredible people every single week. Sometimes they'll come round to my kitchen. We sometimes record podcasts in my kitchen, so I'll meet them in real life. It's not just on Zoom." Um, you know, and I don't do that for any, you know, work myself. It's not like they're coming around and I'm asking them for a job or anything. Um, opportunities might arise from just meeting people, but just sitting down and having conversations with people, I just think is absolutely amazing. I just love hearing people's stories. Um, so there's that, um, there's the monetary side of things, obviously, you know, like I said, in terms of the, you know, the income going, going from those first six years where I wasn't earning anything at all. Um, you know, and my accountant saying, you want to close this down, Ross? I mean, I just had a look yesterday. I'm more than happy and transparent to, you know, to talk about figures and stuff. 
Um, Let's do I'm it. always super uh, open to that. But I just had a look um, yesterday. I joined Kajabi in 2018. I think it was January 2018. Um, and I just, I realized that last month, yeah, we'd broken the $1 million mark on Kajabi. So wow. as of yesterday, which is, I mean, honestly, it's amazing. So as of yesterday, it was $1,022,825.10. Amazing. Um, and that's, you know, I don't get to keep all that, unfortunately. I don't know what tax is like in the US, <laughs> but we pay a lot of tax in the UK. Um, but just in terms of the, the impact that you can have with that, like I say, it's not personally all mine. Obviously, you know, I've got a company to pay for and, and I've got a small team and we do a lot of charitable stuff and there's expenses in the company and stuff like that. But just, you know, to think that I started this business in my mum's spare bedroom, you know, on WordPress, duct taping all of these things together, it all falling apart. Um, not really in it earning any money, but just staying in the game, just having the tenacity to go, you know what, I just think it'll work out eventually. And then just in the last four years, jumping on Kajabi and doing a million dollars. I mean, that's insane. If you'd have told me, oh yeah, you'll, you'll earn a million dollars out of this over the next four years, I'd be like, I don't, I, I don't know. Will I? <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> um, but it shows you the power of just um, consistency. One thing I pride myself on is just showing up every single week and just, you know, and like I say, you know, having all of those people looking to you um, to give them great content really is account- that accountability, you know, that I need and that purpose that, that I need. Um, you know, to, to, to just sort of keep producing the content. And I love it. And I've learned so many skills in the business that I never would have had had I not set this up in terms of editing, graphic design. I had no idea how to use Photoshop when I first started out. Now I can pretty much design whatever I want. The same with video editing, um, basic sort of uh, web design, although Kajabi does, does all of that for you, really. It's pretty much just drag and drop, isn't it? Well, not even drag and drop now. It's just um, click and add to the page. It's just so amazing to be able to create um, really good looking web pages with barely any knowledge at all. Because that was something as well, starting out, Jared, as well. I would sometimes have to pay a web developer um, the equivalent of probably $100 an hour. Um, he was charging me about £70 an hour, £80 an hour. And sometimes that would literally be just, just to move a, a, an image from the top of the page to the bottom of the page because I had no knowledge how to do that on WordPress to actually design um, a basic web page, whereas obviously Kajabi, you can create beautiful looking stuff with no knowledge whatsoever. Um, but I've still learned skills around graphic design and stuff to make those graphics look nice. Editing, audio editing, just uh, there's just uh, uh, unlimited number of benefits, basically, <laughs> of having your own business. It kind of reminds me, just your, your, your story, uh, one of our past guests, Ben Harris, uh, talked about the, the I, I don't think that he came up with this phrase, but it's like, what would you do if you knew with certainty you couldn't fail? And I think like that question posed to you is like, if we were to, if you knew you're going to make a million dollars, like it's almost like that's how you operated, even though you didn't know you're going to make a million dollars. You yeah. did the stuff. You took the steps. I, I just, I, all, all I kept thinking is time is going to pass anyway. I mean, yeah. you know, so, so, so the next 10 years, because, you know, this business, it sounds great, you know, the, the million dollar thing sounds great, but obviously that, you know, the, the hustle's been 12 years now. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't know. For me, I was like, this time is just going to pass anyway. So I've got two choices. I can sit still and do nothing. Um, or, you know, and be in the same place in 10 years, or I can at least try and really give it my everything and really give it my all. Because then if it doesn't work out, then I can go, oh, well, you know what? Like, you know, at least I know. Um, and that was the, you know, that was the big thing for me. There was, a, there's, there was some other real big driving forces in my life as well. 
um, pretty deep. I don't know how deep you want to get into, but that, but I lost my dad in 2006. Um, so this was, this was sort of like, as I was beginning to think of setting this company up as well. Um, and, um, there's a, there's a retinal condition in my family. So I've got an eye condition. My mum's got it. I've got it. My brother's got it. Um, and it just robs you of your, your, your eyesight over your lifetime as well. So my mum's completely blind with this. Um, my eyes aren't great, which is another, you know, brilliant thing of running an online business though. You know, I can make my screen really big and I can see everything. Um, you know, that's, that's one nice thing about having all the accessibility tools on a Mac. Um, but when my dad died, the last thing that he ever said to me, Jared, was, um, you look after your mum. And my mum was blind at that point in her, in her life, you know, couldn't work and sort of earn money on her own terms, relied on my dad for a lot of stuff. Um, and that was a huge driving force in my life. And I think a, a real big reason why I didn't give up as well, because for me, I was like, I have to make this work. You know, there probably was a sunk cost syndrome in there, even though it was losing money. I was like, oh, well, I've put this many years into it. I should just keep going. Um, but that was a real, real big driving force in my life. And still today, you know, having the uncertainty around my eyesight um, is I'm like, I need to work now while I can and do as well as I can now while I can, because the future's a little bit uncertain. So there was certainly that in the back of my mind the whole time. Uh, not in a depressing way, in quite an inspiring way. Um, but yeah, there was, there was just, I don't know, there was just a real... Um, I don't know, just a, a real belief, honestly, a feeling of certainty that it was going to work if I just kept going. And I had no proof for that. I had no evidence at all, but just a burning desire to at least give it a shot. And, um, and here we are, you know, there's still plenty to do. I've still got so much further to go as well. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I'd uh, love to get a little bit of a preview of what's coming up next. Any big plans for new launches or new products coming yeah. up? Yeah. So many, so many. Um, the big, so the big thing for me is up until now, I've been uh, business to customer. So I've basically all of my members on actonlist.tv and all of the, all of the actors who've gone through the Bulletproof Actor program with me, um, they're all individuals. Um, and like I said, at, at, I think I said at the start um, that, you know, when I left drama school, like nothing happened for me at all to begin with because I didn't understand the business of the business. And that's why I set up Act On This. That was the whole point of it. Still to this day, this is, I graduated in 2005. So this is 18 years later almost. I still don't think drama schools prepare their students for the business of the business. Now, the beautiful thing is, over the last 12 years, particularly the last four years since being on Kajabi, um, I've now got a catalogue of over 400 hours of incredible acting career advice from the biggest names in the industry. And I'm like, well, that's great having it in the archive for all the members, but actually this could change the lives and change the game for all of the drama school graduates who come out of the drama schools in the UK, like every single year, there's thousands of them. So I started talking to drama schools last year and I want to set up and we're, I've got the first university on board as a, as a bit of a guinea pig for me. Um, I'm setting up something called Acts on This University. And it's going to be a separate, each, each one will be a, uh, a separate Kajabi product. Um, it's the same thing. I'll just duplicate the product, but for each drama school. So each drama school ha will have access to a curriculum of probably 20 to 25 of the most impactful you know, features that I've created on Acts on This over the last four years. Um, they'll go through a curriculum. Kajabi lets you do assessments as well. So they'll each have to, you know, at the end of each of these features, they'll have a little assessment that they'll go through before they get the next one unlocked. And it's going to teach them about just the business of the business, but getting an agent when they leave drama school, how to get their, you know, their work seen by casting directors, you know, how to work on a TV set, you know, to get the, the most out of their performance with a director. Um, it'll teach them things about, you know, writing and, and casting from a writer's perspective, 
um, you know, what it's like to be a producer, all the stuff really that I just wish I'd have known when I graduated drama school that took me years and years and years to figure out. So um, they'll have that, they'll have the Kajabi assessments, and then every drama school will have their own community. So Kajabi's just launched the new community products, which I've, I've not built one yet, but it looks absolutely amazing. So they're each going to have their own community where their students, you know, will all be able to sort of, you know, chat to each other and, you know, talk about all the features on there. Um, and that will just be a business to business product. So that'll be me basically, you know, going to each of the drama schools and, um, you know, for a, a bit of a deal for them, if they, you know, effectively they're buying a volume license, you know, for each of their students, they're going to get a seat at the table, you know, to, to that bespoke product. Um, and I think that's going to be game changing because that's just going to be revenue that every single year is a new uh, you know, year groups start effectively at all of those drama schools. Hopefully, if I do a good enough job and deliver what I what I think I can deliver, you know, the drama schools will just stay on board with that. And um, finally, these these students are going to be taught, you know, not just how to act, but they're going to be taught how to turn that talent and that skill and that craft into a full time job when they leave. Uh, because that's the that's just the hardest thing. You know, it's great. There's so many talented actors out there. Um, but so few know how to actually navigate the business and turn that that you know that craft into cash effectively. Um, so that's the big thing for 2023. We're going to be bringing back uh, a lot of the other courses that I've uh, you know that I've launched this year. Um, I did a lot of courses this this year as live events, and we we recorded them. Now they're going to be packaged up as pre-recorded programs that will go out next year. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a big one. Um, I'm excited <laughs> about it. I never want any two years to be the same. And as long as the business is growing year in, year out, um, even just by a little bit, I'm happy. I just always want to feel like I'm making, you know, I'm making progress that we, you know, we're not going backwards. Um, and that's what's happened you know, every year so far. So long may it continue. I love that. Well, for anyone listening who is interested in uh, learning a little bit more about you, maybe even checking out one of your courses, what's the best way for them to start that journey with you? Yeah, well, you can you can go, you can, well, you can get a trial. Like I said before, if you want, you can get a trial, a seven day trial to uh, to act on this for just one pound, kick the tires on it, try everything out. You get literally access to everything instantly. Um, and you can go to actonthis.tv forward slash seven days. And that's the number seven, seven days. So actonthis.tv forward slash seven days. Um, and then bulletproofactor.com um, is where you can find out everything about Bulletproof Actor and all the mindset coaching stuff that we uh, that we do. We literally just finished the launch now um, of, a, of a brand new product that was a live weekend event, 17 hours of coaching that we recorded every minute of it. And that's just been, um, you know, it's all just been packaged up as a pre-recorded program that we will launch next year as well. So plenty of, yeah, new stuff. It's a good time to to sort of be on the podcast because there's, you know, there's lots of good stuff happening in the uh, in the communities that I run right now. Very nice. It's so funny. Every time I hear you say uh, shedding pounds, I'm thinking, man, this is the weight loss or something because yeah. pounds are a weight <laughs> yeah. measurement here in the, in the States. Of course. <laughs> well, when, I remember when I first started on Kajabi, actually, it was so new. Um, I, I, within, I mean, I, I remember launching the first, the first product on it within about two weeks. Talk about starting, you know, when I just got started, I thought I've got this product now, I've got this, this, this new platform, let's go. Um, and it was so early, you could only charge in dollars, but I thought I'm just going to do it. Now, a lot of people would probably go, oh, well, I can't charge in my own currency. So I'll, I'll just wait until they, they, you know, they, they allow that. But I launched my first program. I sold it to people in the UK, but I just charged them in dollars. And then, um, Oh, I try to remember the guy at the time who was at Kajabi. He was brilliant. He had uh, he was one of the the tech guys. He wore glasses. He's not he's not with you guys anymore. Um. Oh, what was his name? He was so good, Jeremy. Jeremy oh, yeah. Sands, I yep. think. Is it? 
Yeah, he, um, he in the Facebook group, he found out that I was charging in dollars. I was one of the the, the, the first founders. Um, and he just dropped something to my account so that I could charge in pounds, like mid-launch. So I swapped like mid-launch. It was just, it's just been brilliant. The whole journey all along, the way Kajabi has looked after you, um, certainly for, for, for me anyway, it's just been absolutely uh, amazing. I could not have asked for like better, you know, better service, really. It's been completely game-changing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, with that said, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give it a go with our traditional call to action where I ask you to leave a comment on a review for the podcast. <laughs> I want to go back to our intermission of tweeting us. Um, I don't know about any of you listening, but I sure did glean a lot from this conversation. I think it's been a real pleasure hearing about your journey and all of just the, the little nuggets that came out of that. So tell us, tweet us, tweet Ross, tweet me, tweet us both. Tell us uh, what, was the, what was the factor that maybe stood out to you and that maybe will help you and your business. Um, and with that said, uh, just a huge thank you to you, Ross, for joining us today. No, honestly, it's a pleasure. I could talk for, we, I could do a, an in-depth three-hour podcast with you on this. There's so much to, uh, to talk about. But no, honestly, please, like, if you're listening to this, let this be the sign from the universe or whatever it is that you needed to hear um, to just start you know, just just begin. Do something today that's going to get the ball rolling on that idea that might have been in your head for five years about setting up a side hustle. Just make today the day where you start taking action. I promise you it, it will just change your life for the rest of your life if you follow through on it and you stick to it. Well, no better words to close us off than that. Uh, that's all we have for you today. We really thank you for listening. We'll look forward to seeing you next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast. 